Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. America's Diesel Podcast. Brought to you by Diesel Power Products. America's Diesel Superstore. No salesmen, just enthusiasts. Dieselpowerproducts.com. Your number one source for all things diesel. Thank you for tuning into America's Diesel Podcast. This is a uh, this is our first episode of our new transition from Ramblin' to Shop Talk. Shop Talk. Shop Talk with Ben Tyler. Shop Talk. Shop Talk. Shop Talk. All right. Not Shock Top like the brew, but Shop Shop Talk. I like Shop Talk. Shock Top. We're just two men in here getting all nice and sweaty. Shock Talk. Shock Talk. Shock Talk. Shock Talk. God. For those of you tuning in that cannot see, Tyler is wearing a glorious Fourth of July stars and bars hat. I've got myself a big old screaming eagle and a button-up collared shirt with my favorite flag. Yeah, it's red, white, and blue. It's got stars. It's got stripes. It makes me feel good. Oh, you look good. A triangle success. Look good. Feel good. Play good. Doing it right now. Uh, Make sure and check us out on Google Play, SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere you normally listen to podcasts. You can search us there at America's Diesel Podcast. Uh, This is also, like I mentioned before, a YouTube video. Uh, We post all these on YouTube. Uh, uh, Episodes come out every Thursday. If you have questions regarding this episode, you want to leave a comment on something about this episode, YouTube is the best place to do it. I'm checking those damn near daily. Uh, Jim Lawrence, one of our fact checkers, he's also on there a lot too. He doesn't know it yet because the last episode where we said he's hired Hasn't come out yet, but Jim Lawrence, you're hired, buddy. <laughs> we will pay you in peanuts. <laughs> Jim probably has a really good job, and he's just I'm like, sure oh, these jerks. Idiots. Oh, work for them. He's like, unsubscribe. <laughs> Darn it. Uh, last but not least for the intro, uh, Tyler has a story about stickers. Ooh, stickers. Stickers are, stickers, you know what? I like stickers. You like stickers. Freaking love stickers. I think everybody likes stickers, especially if the sticker has a badass bald eagle. Go! Either some spies, some heat waves, some Oakleys. We're not really sure exactly where he shops for glasses, but they're dope. Okay. You can't really see through them, but that's okay because that doesn't matter at that point. They're hater blockers. Okay? 
they're hater blockers. Uh, but if you can't see me, yeah. <laughs> and I can't see you, yeah. uh, <laughs> I can't see shit. <laughs> so, if you leave a five star review on any of the platforms that Ben mentioned, or any of the platform, any of the platforms that you listen to us on, screenshot that five star review, send it to Tyler at DieselPowerProducts.com. Make sure to include a picture of your truck and an address that we can send a sticker to that looks just like that. Or the logo on our cups, which are for sale on our website as well. Bingo. <laughs> All right, let's get into this Shop Talk episode. And before anybody asks, yes, this shirt, I will tell you where it's from. This shirt, uh, unsolicited plug, Tipsy okay. Elves. Uh, tipsy Elves. Yeah, they were on Shark Tank. Remember Shark Tank? Yeah. Yeah, they were on Shark Tank like way, way back. Is it like a stretchy material? No, but just enough. It actually fits very well because you and I both have awkwardly long torsoed bodies. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like just under six foot tall, about 205 pounds. I got the torso of a man. He's like six, five <laughs> and I wore, I got an extra large on right now. And it actually like, it fits like yeah. it's, it's a good fit and shirt. So that being said, if you're wanting to get really spicy for this 4th of July weekend and you have the ability to, obviously it's coming out on Thursday and 4th of July yeah. weekend basically happens tomorrow. Yeah. Not tomorrow though. Cause today's six and nine. Hey, um, <laughs> These are totally worth it. I don't even know yeah. how much it was, but it's totally worth it. I'm not sure where I got this. Well, I know where I got the hat from, but well, Cooper just says it from Nemesis. I'm not sure where they got it from. Yeah, but I feel like I'm. Uh, I just jumped out of the movie set of uh, Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, if Wonderland was like, the United States, because Alice the in Wonderland States- and Rambo, like, made a movie together, yeah. I feel like he'd wear this hat. He probably would. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, with this shop talk episode, Tyler's got this thing that he's been wanting to talk to me about. Do you, do you remember what year it was? No. You still don't remember? No. Shit, I'll start it. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, if you're if this is the first shop talk or rambling episode you ever listened to, we basically we got to a point where most of <laughs> a good portion of our episodes were us just kind of talking about stuff. Yeah. So we ended up, uh, just we made a whole series of us just talking about stuff. So if you're looking for a super tech heavy episode, this ain't it. If you're looking for an episode that's probably going to be fun to listen to, we have a couple of cuss words. You all found it. <laughs> so I'm going to start off. One of the things I wanted to mention was uh, so a, a while back is it was still winter. Okay. And uh, I decided that uh, it was when I was talking about um, when I when I decided to wash all my shop rags, and <laughs> yeah, and, and like totally destroyed my washing machine. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm surprised you got away with putting shop well, rigs in here, here's, here's what i did and here's what i learned and that's something okay. i'm passing knowledge on to you guys and then i'm also going to give an ode to our our forefathers but uh so I, I knew that i had wanted to take apart my washing machine clean it, and put it back together and um, we have one of like the it's not a super old kenmore but it's basically that it's like where the knobs are like pushing and pop it out there's like there's no digital display it's it's basically like one of the last models before they started getting the actual buttons on there. Dude, my parents had uh, one of those like off, like green, yeah. washing machines for seriously like almost my entire. It's probably still kicking. It probably they is. They probably dude. sold it for a hundred bucks, and the person who bought it is still using it. So, uh, I wouldn't Guaranteed. doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house fuel bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. 
the you've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are they have you know anti gel in there all the time they have c in there all the time they end up being big and bulky bottles uh, our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons and that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae and it should also help you in colder climates too should definitely help you in colder climates it, along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it It'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight 8-plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked, and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you, so now you can measure out your 1 ounce per 32 gallons for the F-Bomb or 4 ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. That's all I wanted to say. No, I know for a fact that the Kenmore's that, because um, when I started doing this, I started talking to my mom about it. My mom is, is definitely one of those. Um, uh, by the way, July 4th, both of my parents are veterans. Uh, thank you for your service. Thank you for, thanks, thanks, Mom and Dad. And I got a bunch of other families in there, too. But my mom is, is a pretty rad lady. And uh, she she's definitely of the uh, buy once, cry once type, type yeah. crowd. She likes to have something like she, and she is a, a hardcore American built. If she she will pay the extra dollar, she will pay the extra money to get American built. She'll wait for it longer, whatever it takes. Yeah, a lot of American pride in that woman. I did that. Um, but I started messaging her about. It. I was like, "Didn't we have a Kenmore when I was a kid?" She goes, "Yeah." Where do we get those? She's like, "I, I bought them from like the manager of the place I was working at at the time." <laughs> so they were secondhand to us. <laughs> And we had them my entire childhood. Yeah. And then rocked. I th- and then we got new ones, right? We got like the new fancy ones, the front loading ones that the digital digital display on there or whatever like that. Yeah. And I thought they went bye bye. They went into storage. Okay. So then uh, and my, my mom and dad separated. It happens. Not worried about it. They separated. And my mom started using those washer that same washer and dryer wow. again. And then decided that she wanted just something a little bit newer. Yeah. I don't know why, but she ended up, I think maybe like the house she moved into came with them, so she no longer needed these older ones. Yeah. So she passed them on to her boyfriend at the time, who is now still currently using them. Wow. That's that's impressive. The, okay. th- this why like I'm 35. I don't I don't as a kid I don't remember anything before the like those ones. So th- yeah. these are pushing 40, 45 years old, something like that. Still kicking. Yeah. And yeah, I remember my insane. dad fixing them like threw a new belt on there and stuff. Yeah, they, they just were built to last. Yeah. Here's the only thing I, I don't understand is the color choice on some of them. Like the one I was telling you, like the that like light olive green. Yeah. Like, why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys just scan right over white? Yeah. <laughs> like, or, I don't know, like blue, black. 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 Like white, black. That goes with a lot of things. Yeah. Light olive green? I guess you know, but back in the day, those maybe houses back then, were the house like, and the colors like and stuff like that. Yeah, pastel-y. I mean, before our time Anyways. and whatnot. So yeah. what I'm getting at here is, so I, I knew that I wanted to, and I was kind of on the fence there because I I'd recently gone through and used a whole bunch of shop rags and all these towels and everything, and I was always of the I was huge into paper towels, but I'm I'm trying to like be smart with money. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, if you can get, well, those shop rags, those blue like Scott, like the nice shop towels mm-hmm. that are in the roll. They're super nice, but they can be expensive, especially if you rail th- like me. <laughs> Costco. Okay, but still, they get up there. Yeah, and I rail through them. Oh, yeah. Like when I when I'm work, I don't know what it is with me. It seems like there's certain people that maybe it's just because I'm really shitty at what I'm doing. But <laughs> <laughs> I always get like absolutely filthy when I work on shit. Like mm-hmm. I get in there. <laughs> 
You know what I mean? Like, yeah. People be like, "How'd you get so dirty?" But like, I'm, I'm working. <laughs> and so I like half the roll is gone in like one job, or like with an oil change, like I'm, I don't like to get oil all over my hands and running yeah. down my arms and shit. So I'll grab like probably way too many of those towels. Anyways, I just rail through them. Mm-hmm. And so what's what my wife started doing is she'll she replaces like the towels inside, like. I need to ask her what's going on with that because why are we constantly replacing these? <laughs> Anyways, she'll give me the old. I don't think you towels. should ask. I'm going to go ahead and put that out there. Just, that's one of those that's things, you, of those just things don't, you just don't ask. Don't worry about. Yeah, just keep the supply coming. Do like because she'll give me a bag and just like shop towels. I'm yeah. Like hell yeah, thanks babe. Yeah, because I'll like use them and just throw them away. Yeah, <laughs> like. So th- and I'm thinking to myself like, well, I have a whole bunch of these used rags now, and you know, maybe I'll wash them. Yeah. You know, even if they get halfway clean, at least I can use them again and then throw away or something like that. And I was already planning on taking it apart and cleaning it, so I'm thinking to myself, like, what's the worst that could happen? Yeah. So I I buy some like OxyClean, like because I know these things are dirty as hell, <laughs> and I put them on the hot, hot, hot cycle and all that stuff, and I run them through like four or five times. Moral of the story: <laughs> Don't do this. Okay, <laughs> it's not worth it. Just throw the rags away. Um and. and let me tell you what I did to try and like remedy this. So I knew that my washing machine already, they already had kind of like a ring around it because they were there when we moved in. Um, our clothes were still getting clean. Like they, they, they weren't, it wasn't not working. Just one of those things on my list, like yeah, I should probably take it apart, clean it, put it back together, lube it, lube it, whatever you need. Um, when I washed my, the ring was like, like tenfold and taller <laughs> and bigger and went like that. And I was like, okay, well, Let's see what I can do to clean this thing up before I actually take it apart and clean it. So I went to like Home Depot just because I was there at the time. I was close by where you buy those like the washing machine cleaning tablets or yeah. what, packets or whatever. And I, I swear I ran that thing for like five cycles with like double the, and like extra OxyClean in there and extra soap and all sort of kind of stuff. Nice. Shit ain't working, bro. <laughs> that washer's dirty. And I was like, well, I mean, I guess if it's that dirty, I maybe mean, I'll wash some of the clean ones in there. My clean ones came out no more clean. And I was like, okay, we've now now I've now made this washing machine to a non-washing machine. <laughs> Nothing's working right now, so I had to take it apart and clean it. And the, what I'm saying here is, we now have the power of the internet. Yeah. Okay, and I, and this this thing did not come with a manual, so everything I was doing was basically either off of just good intuition, or I was doing some googling on it. And I'm just I'm thinking back to like you know. Not necessarily my dad, but like my dad's dad, grandpa, great grandpa, or something like that. Yeah. With mechanical items and stuff like that, where if you didn't save the book, you didn't have the internet to consult. Right. And the next person to ask, like you couldn't like. It, it, when I talk about that, I was like, I came to a point where like I didn't know how to get a certain bolt off, I needed some sort of certain wrench. Yeah. So I took a bunch of pictures of it. And I went to a couple different stores. Hey, maybe you have something to fit this. Can you imagine trying to explain that to oh. someone like? Well, I'm looking I, for I this just, kind of wrench. Well, that's what I was just or do you thinking, like, draw a picture? You know. Well, that's what I was. Ju- I was just thinking about that. Like, the amount of service work that was done in those days, where the internet wasn't accessible to people. Mm-hmm. Like, could you imagine the amount? Like, service work on like everything would have been up, yeah. like a ton. Like, that's a whole. Like the internet r- literally like kind of demolished a lot of. That serve, you know, we're something where we can Google in five minutes and figure mm-hmm. it out where someone else, you know, has no idea they, or back then had no idea and had to take it to someone that knew what they were doing. Yeah. Like that's a whole. I'm sure that I, I know that whole industry of service has taken a dive because of the Internet, which isn't necessarily a, a 
it's a bad thing in the fact that there's less less jobs for people out there to fix mm. things, but it's a good thing for the end user to be able to fix their own stuff. Right. It saves you money. So it's like a, one of those double edged If you choose things. to do so. If you choose yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it just it, it made me think back to like and, and, and again, I don't like my I think my my great grandparents were farmers. Like I am not I've never farmed. I've never done it. <laughs> but I think to myself, like, you know, being in a, in a, in a rural area trying yeah. to get shit fixed like that. Yeah. It's like, you're on your own, buddy. Like, you got to figure it out. Yeah. And y- it makes you think back to, like, like these guys were operating, doing these things like it was a regular type thing. And for me, like, the, and I think to myself, like, if I go into a project blind without doing any research and I get it done, to me, it's not that big of a deal. But then my wife looks at it and she's like, "How? Well, how did you know to do that?" It's like, "Well, it's it's basic yeah. nuts and bolts." Like I got that part. They were doing that with like valve adjustments. Yeah. They were doing that with just like, "Hey, I'm going to take it apart and uh, I'm just going to figure it out." Yeah. And, and and to me, it's like that level of not only confidence, but just like well, you just have to get it done. Like, hats off to like the grandpas out, like the old timers. Oh, for I mean? sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and my wife will do this. Like, I, I joke with her that like, I, I'll tell her like, I can fix anything. Mm-hmm. Like, I can fix anything. Just give me a little bit of time. I can fix it. Mm-hmm. It and what I always go back to, like, let's say, um, like for instance, I just got my wife. We got a um with our whole car swap thing. She's got a uh, uh we just paid cash for this Honda Pilot. Uh-huh. It's a clean little SUV, and uh, it had a. It had a, a growling noise behind the dash, which uh, apparently was the um, the blend door motor, right? And so, where was I getting at with this? Holy crap! I was Just trying to tie everything to together. Just how to fix things intuitively. Yeah, the, for one, understanding how things work mm-hmm. uh, is huge. But oh, here's where I was. Here's where I was going. Okay, understanding how things work. Okay, so understanding there's a motor that turns this, that turns that. Just mm-hmm. like basic understanding, okay? But then I always go back to, you know what? Another human is going to fix this. Why can't I yeah, be that human? I'm a human. Yeah. I. They've got two hands. They've got a brain. They've got eyes. couple got, tools. couple tools. Like someone else is going to fix this. Why can't I do it? Mm-hmm. And so that's the mindset that I always go into. That's a damn, like, that's, I don't. Does that get that's, deep? That's a little profound. Is it? <laughs> another human's going to fix this why can't i yeah well and that's a i think is a really good mentality to have with going into something now that's a good mentality i don't know if you meant to do that or not but that was good i didn't that's (laughs) so trademark (laughs) mentality so so yeah i mean it's 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 something that you have to have that mindset going in and 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 i want to be careful with that because there's some people that can have that mindset but they you have to do both where I said you have to understand how things work, but you also have to have the mindset that a hu- another human is going to fix this if I don't do it. Mm-hmm. And so you got to find that. And then there's also tie the, both those together to get it done. The level of skill involved to do it. Yeah. You, you, like, part, part of understanding is knowing when you're over your head. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Mm-hmm. And if you can draw a line at that point, like this is over my head. I don't know what I'm doing, blah, blah, blah. That's great. That's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but <laughs> There was a, um, I saw so, so I don't have a Facebook page. My wa- my wife has one, and I just kind of creep on hers. 
one of one of her um, work her former work colleagues uh, had a <laughs> he, he did a post that was like a battery issue, and mm. he was like, "Can someone help me replace this battery? Because I don't know what I'm doing and my, I'm stuck here." And it's just like, man, it, it made me think like, man, this 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 individual has has. If I'm going to sound like a dick, whatever. I don't give a shit. I know where you're going with that. I'm going to back okay. you up on it. But, okay. This individual has no understanding of even how tools work, let alone to look at something and to to see, okay, there's a battery hold to down assess. here. To assess it. Yeah. Exactly. There's bolts here that hold this cable on. There's a bolt here that holds this cable on. And there's this thing that holds the battery in. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, if I take that out and I take those off, I should be able to lift it out. Like, that's just, to me, that's, like, common sense, right? And taking apart any, like, am I worried about frying the computer? Like, just uh, just the yeah. physical, the physicality of it. it. Exactly. So, yeah. it, it it's kind of sad that there's, there's this is going to go into a huge, long tangent. Do you think, I'm going to tangent off of this, but totally. do you think that we are, like, our age, that we are the last generation to, like, get excited or, like, get jacked about, like, vehicles and mechanics you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i feel like our age group is like the last generation of that i i know there's there's small you know snippets of of yes and people that are that like like jadustin for instance Mm -hmm. (laughs) um you know there's there's individuals that are interested in that and seek that stuff out Mm -hmm. but i think as a whole like we're the last generation of like gearheads yeah like, like being a gearhead through and through you know yeah. what I mean? like just because a, a gearhead is not only someone who understands like vehicles and whatnot but is is first and foremost like i don't want to say first and foremost but like also i would say generally a handyman yeah you know, a gearhead is someone who is yes they understand cars primarily but they're also someone who can hang sheetrock they can do subframing Right. If they need to do their roof, they could do their roof. Yeah. If they need to lay most, concrete, most they could. Most gearheads can can do the, are are a jack of all trades kind of a yes. person. Not saying that they're good at everything else. I'm not like a super good construction person. Like mm-hmm. you know, I can do things. I can make two boards stick together. I can do flooring, and you know, mm-hmm. I can work through things. But it got me thinking the other night. Like, man, that really sucks. Like, I I know like the country. There's people in cities that that want to get away from internal combustion engines and that sort of thing and go all electric all electric all electric and i i just i i'm i'm afraid for our industry mm-hmm. as a whole that we're not gonna that the the generations growing up are not gonna be as jacked on these things as we are and that's that's kind of scary because there's almost nothing to be jacked about right like what do you and it, it it takes me back to, and I'm going to be real specific on this one. Okay. But it takes me back to, so I was I was a senior in high school, living in the old Rancho Cordova, California. <laughs> and at that point, I was living uh, with my dad in an apartment, going to high school up there. And I did not know really exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. I, I, I had this premonition that I didn't want to be an air traffic controller, but I wasn't sure if that's what I wanted to do. And, but that's always what I was kind of working towards at that time. I was very mechanically inclined. Yeah. I was working at pet boys behind the counter and I just turned 18 at the beginning of senior year. So I could now work in the shop. Yeah. So I was working in the shop and loving it. 
yeah. getting paid to do the stuff that I was thinking about doing and like messing around with my friends in the driveway trying to figure shit out. I'm getting paid to do that now. It's, yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. And sitting there with my dad just going like, I don't know if I want to be a mechanic. Like, I don't know if I want to do this. Yeah. I'm, and, and that's where, you know, uh, where people need to pass down information or be able to – and my dad was – he was never a mechanically, super mechanically inclined guy. Yeah. I would say through and through, my dad's a pretty white-collar guy. Yeah. But he was, he was also someone that would, like – I remember bleeding brakes in his Corvette with him. Yeah. You know, I remember – he, he was – by today's standards, he's a gearhead. Yeah. By 70s standards, he's not. Yeah. You know, he, he was he was a guy that liked cars and messed around with them, but he was not, like, your, your quote-unquote gearhead, in my opinion. Yeah. If he hears this, he's probably going to punch me in the throat. But that's in my opinion, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. Um, but I remember him telling me, you know, the being able to work on cars is never – you're never not going to have a job if you know how to work on yeah, cars. Yeah, absolutely. And that was very appealing to me because at that time, I was still trying to f- honestly figure out not only like the air traffic controlling thing, but am I going to be able to assimilate into society? Yeah. I was an 18-year-old – you know, just pissed off man. Yeah. Quote unquote legally man. Definitely a kid. Yeah. You know, just oh, just yeah. pissed off, angry, not sure why, no idea what I want to do with life. I was thinking, you know, maybe I am a cabin in the woods guy. Yeah. And this is a really long rant now, but like <laughs> it's okay. I, I think yeah. that every every male in America that is you know goes through that at some point, maybe. I don't know for sure. Oh, I did. Say, I, I, say, I still I still feel like I, I like going camping and everything every mm-hmm. weekend. Like I, I feel like I could live up in the woods. Like yeah, like, let's do this. <laughs> I feel like a, a, a good portion of them do. If and and I'm not saying that like you know there's, I'm not gonna get into that. I'm gonna classify too many people yeah. and, and probably get demonetized <laughs> or something like that. But the I, I, guys like us, if you're listening to this podcast, guys like us, I feel like we all go through a point and we're just like. I am not going to be able to have a wife. I am not going to be able to do that. I'm not going to be assimilate into society right now. I am, I need to be in the woods and you know, and that's it. That's what I do. Like, I just can't do that. I'm going to move to Alaska. I'm going to be a fisherman. I'm I just like, I am not going to be able to do this normal, you know, nuclear family type shit. Yeah. And, and that was one of the things that I'm bringing this all back around. Right. <laughs> and he told me, he's like, you're in your lifetime. If you know how to work on cars and you know how to do it well, you will always have a job. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's true to the, even this day. It, true. Yes. 35. Yeah. You know, yeah. been out of high school for, was that nearly 20 years now? No, not 20 years. Uh, was it 20, 18? 18-ish? Yeah. 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 Um, You know, 17-ish. Um, I've always had a job. I've yeah. always been able to find a job. And, yeah. yes, a lot of times I re- reverted back to going into a shop and working on cars. Yeah. And I was always able to make decent money doing it. Yep. Um, so what I'm long, 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 long winded way around this is I forgot what I was going to say, <laughs> but oh, that's a good ending. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bu- page out of my book. I yeah, see. I know. Right. <laughs> I'm going to, oh, we were talking about, um, uh, old school gearheads. Yeah. Um, I just, I, I don't think that, you know, dads or adult figures are being realistic with, young boys or older boys man young men in this day they're they're not telling that i don't think they're like hard enough on them that it's what mike rowe talked about he's like why are we not you know everybody glorifies going to college i went to college guys just throwing that out there i did end up going to college and 
Mike Rowe talks about like why aren't we you know society doesn't run without plumbers right what the hell is wrong with trades there's nothing there's nothing what why why are we downplaying trades so much and we're telling everybody they have to go to college you do not have to go to college yeah you can go to a trade school you can be an apprentice you can go to an apprenticeship for plumbing or electric um electrician or or whatever like there's that's what i did i went to a trade school Mm -hmm. because i knew i wanted to be in the industry of 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 working on cool shit like that's what i wanted to do I want so, a very expensive back way around yeah. it, but now here we <laughs> yeah, are. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I kind of want an expensive way too. So, you know, we're both in the same boat there. But the more, again, my kind of fear on this is that it is we're not making more gearheads out of our younger generation. Yes. And, I, and so for me to, I'm going to tie it back around too, mm-hmm. where I was saying, you know, a lot of these younger, this younger generation is, is, you know, looking at the electric stuff, looking at more clean energy stuff. If that's, if that's what they're, if that's what they're into, cool. I'm going to tie it into what, what we were talking about earlier in my office. Mm-hmm. I think if they're the, this is going to tie in a couple of things. And this is why we're calling this episode shop talk. Cause it's going to go a lot of different ways. Um, right now, obviously carb approved parts and carb pr- approved ap- performance parts is kind of like the thing that people are, are looking at doing mm-hmm. because that's kind of the, the the standard that we have to work with, right? And there's, you know, the EPA is coming down on this industry, uh, especially with racers with like the RPM Act. Um, you know, there's 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 there, there's things that, that are trying to... <sighs> Here's the thing. I haven't read the full like RPM Act thing, so wherever our fact checker is, Tim. <laughs> Jim. His Jim. name's Sorry. Jim Lawrence. Okay. Tim. Fact check Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, you know, you hear about people opposing, uh, you know, a law, but I don't hear about anybody coming up with uh, something else because, like, to me, if they're already trying to push something and you want to change their mind, why don't we push something that's different, right? Mm-hmm. Push a different law, like, not saying, because I don't want, obviously, like, a if I buy a, a truck that I want to make into a dragster, like I don't want a law stopping me from doing that, especially mm-hmm. if it's for off-road use only. I'm going to race this thing. Like I don't want a law that's going to stop me from doing that. And keep in mind, Tyler's not talking about like, deleting a truck. We're just talking about like drag racing in general. Yeah, yeah. Because like, here's the thing: go if, go back into the '60s, okay? And the 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 uh, biggest one that comes to mind is um, like Ford versus Ferrari, that mm-hmm. movie, which is actually a a, kind of a pretty accurate de- depiction of kind of what happened mm-hmm. back in the day the 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 racing fed the consumer base mm-hmm. so the people buying cars they would sell more cars if they won races it was like win on sunday sell on monday exactly yeah. yeah so that was huge right it's the same these days when we have these competitions like ucc and all this really cool badass trucks that's going to bleed into the consumer market because someone who makes 3000 horsepower on the dyno with all their parts that they've made, guess what? People are going to want to buy your parts because you have made them, you know, prove you've made proven parts for this Mm -hmm. truck. Right. So it bleeds over into consumer. Okay. So again, I don't, I don't want to stop any, anybody from buying a truck and making it a, a, a race truck. I, I, but I do also fully understand that, there are, are emissions laws that for street drill, you know, street 
driving trucks. Mm-hmm. Okay, I get that. Here's what I think that needs to happen. I think that the EPA needs to make it easier to get CARB approved. Now, and I'm not saying the standards easier. I'm saying the process easier to get mm-hmm. CARB approved parts. And the reason why I say this is that conversation I think you had with Clint on the podcast way back in the day. Yeah. Did he talk about that during the podcast? When did it, I hear so that? So I, I originally heard that from Clint when I went to uh, the gauntlet. Okay. Um, like when I first got hired here, it was like 2000, March of 15. That's okay. when I heard that. And then me and him talked about more when he came on the podcast. Okay. So basically what happened is is he had made like a compound turbo kit for a truck. Mm-hmm. And he was, they were trying to get it carb approved. And it ended up, it was like it blew the, it, it burned too clean. Yeah. It, it was outside <laughs> of the bell curve on the good side. Yeah. Like the, you have to be within, and it was, I think it was compounds. And I think it was on an emissions intact truck. Yeah. And it was he was ended up the his emissions were too clean and then you're thinking to yourself how can you be too clean it's like well they have numbers they have to be in yeah if you're not within one to two you're outside now do they think that everyone anyone's ever going to be below being like below one probably not but they have to set a standard there they have to have a bell curve they yeah. have a standard deviation and for all intents and purposes i don't know what exactly it was but he was too clean he was below one and they were said sorry fail yeah and, you're and, too clean yeah now at that, that point he's right like is, what the hell what's yeah. the goal that to me that is absolutely absurd and this is where like the government doesn't know what they're doing mm-hmm. and has too many restrictions on this sort of thing so let, let's say they made it easier for guys to get carb approved parts so so i know the testing for it is like super l- drawn out long mm-hmm. like it's expensive make it cheaper make it easier you don't have to lower your standards do those two things okay mm-hmm. and if someone let's say like clint makes a truck that burns cleaner why can't we give them some sort of tax credit or something incentivize people to make cleaner burning parts yeah i mean that that's how this whole country was built on innovation where they you know this cup let's say that this is the only cup that has ever been made right and someone makes a cup that's like 10 times better or it's like hey here's a lid like holy shit i've been spilling my drink for 20 years (laughs) you know (laughs) (laughs) could you imagine (laughs) but but that's the thing someone makes something so much better than what was there but guess what happens everybody that was making that same cup before is now making a even better cup because Mm -hmm. one person because of one person it's innovation that's how people move forward that's how new technology gets created so when i when I heard that, um, I don't, I don't know if he told that to me too. Cause I, I anyways, but like to me that is so backwards. Mm-hmm. It's so it's, it, it, like your bur- your truck burned too clean, so they're not going to approve you. Like that's ridiculous. Make it uh, some sort of tax credit for that company. Make it so they can, you know, if it's like a tax, I don't know how this shit works. If it's and, a tax credit or whatever, just incentivize them to keep making those parts yeah. so that they can get those out to the to the public to put on their truck. And now we've got more trucks that are burning cleaner. And guess what? Maybe your standard changes and you have now the EPA or the government has just now pushed forward better running, yeah. cleaner trucks yeah. by releasing it to the private sector. Yeah. Here we go. I'm going to keep going on this because I've got one other thing that I wanted to say. I was okay, so I I, I canceled oh, my ear itches, and this is like the <laughs> worst setup for an itchy ear. <laughs> but anyways, um, I don't have cable anymore, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm like watching a bunch of Netflix. <laughs> There's this show called like uh, the world's most dangerous places to live. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I don't know what episode it was. 
and it was funny is Cass actually was like, "Hey, let's watch this." Like she, she was had already been watching it. So isn't that awesome? Yeah, I'm yeah. like, oh yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I'm watching this show, and they're talking about this place in like, um, like India or somewhere, right? There's so much trash and shit in this river that these people are like living in and like bathing in and all like it's it's absolutely disgusting mm-hmm. absolutely disgusting and it's like okay we want the world to be cleaner well guess what you got to clean up those <laughs> those places first yeah. like that's ridiculous like all these environmentalists in the US are pissed off about black smoke and these trucks and the blah 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 blah, blah and all this blah. look at them <laughs> like really yeah. Like you, that's that's okay over there, but we want to, but we, but you want to cut out our entire internal combustion engine freaking industry, because we're <laughs> like it, it's so backwards. Like the whole when I don't want to get political or anything, mm-hmm. but I think this is one of the things that attracted me to conservatism. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, is this this the 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 the, the man. I'm trying to phrase this correctly, right. but the fact that it's you, you don't kill our entire economy because of a global problem that we're not even like we're not even tipping the scale if we stop production of mm-hmm. <laughs> of all internal combustion engines because you've got those guys over there that are freaking literally throwing trash in a major river mm-hmm. like that's disgusting. Well, and to to play devil's advocate here, they you may there are people that would say that's because that they have the ability to use tax credits or like the clean energy credits and stuff or was it, uh, pollution credits or shit like that. That shit's uh, disgusting. I, I agree as well. That shit yeah. is 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 terrible. Like the the amount of trash that's like it's like a floating freaking island of trash in the river the entire time. Mm-hmm. It's like really, but but we're the bad ones. And where does that river go? Probably right to the freaking ocean. Just the ocean. And right on the freaking coast of freaking California where all those plastic bottles and straws yeah. and blah, 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 blah. It, it's, it, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah. I think it's it, the whole, uh, the whole this, oh, no, this is where I was getting at with conservatism yeah, yeah, is, the, is the government intervention. The government is not there to solve your problems. The government actually probably creates more problems. They just need to get the hell out of the way and let, let innovation take over. I mean... That's how, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. I would say, like, I, I agree. The government's not there to solve the problems. The government's there to, I don't even know if I'd say facilitate, but it's there to provide regulation when need be. When need be. When need be. Yeah. And and what I mean by that is, like, there, if there's a goal at hand, there needs to be a specific outline for the goal. Yeah. Okay, what are we trying to do? We're trying to make vehicles burn cleaner. Okay. Yeah. How are we going to do that? Well, um... We should probably just, you know, try and just get them to run cleaner in general. Yeah. Like, w- what can we do manufacturer-wise to make them? Run? Okay, cool. Well, we did that. All right, cool. Are they running better? Yeah. Okay. Well, we've got this guy over here from Colorado. Yeah. Who took what we made and actually made it better. You want to put it on the test stand? Yeah. Sure. Let's do that. Wow! Holy shit! It does run better. Yeah. Cool. Hell yeah, dude! Like w- certified. Yeah. Sweet. And then the next guy comes up and he's like. Well, I think I've got something that runs better. Mm, you know what? Not only does that not run better as the last guys, but it doesn't even meet our standards. I'm sorry, you don't fit. Yeah. Okay, try again next time. You know, here's where you, you know, here's where you failed. Yeah. Okay, cool. Thanks, guys. Next guy comes up. Oh my gosh, you did better from the guy from Colorado. 
Boom, that's Boom, there yeah, you go. Hey, approved. Exactly. Hell yeah. yeah. And then when all of a sudden you've got every person coming in approved, you've now just let the let the masses figure the problem out and they made it better. Yeah. And now guess what? 5 years down the road, that's the new standard. Exactly. And so yeah, I think I I truly I think I think uh carb uh, approval testing, I think it should be free. I think it should be free for manufacturers if they're going to make a part that's going to be on a motor vehicle that's mm-hmm. going to meet or exceed emission standards to get a freaking little carb sticker, little carb label. I think it should be free. And that almost goes down because into here's the, the, the whole taxation is theft no, type I, deal. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but at the same time, let's say they make that part and they sell a ton of it. Who collects the tax <laughs> on all those parts they're selling? <laughs> they get, they get, t- they probably get taxed on the materials. They get taxed on. You know the employees being there, the employees got to pay tax. Whoever buys it from them probably pays tax. Yeah. The, the government, you know, don't get to be on tax, man. No, I know, I, but it's, I, I, but I think it, I think it, I think it should be, I think it should be free. I think it should be free. Mm-hmm. Like for legitimate, like it should be something where like they put it on the truck and run through the drive-through, like we we're doing an emissions test here mm-hmm. and test it if it's good. You know, well, I mean, obviously there's probably a lot more that goes into it, you know, because there's things people can hide and that sort of thing. I Here's the thing. I'm sort of an idiot when it comes to the standards of this stuff. But just from an outsider looking in, I, I think it should be free and I think there should be incent. I think companies should be incentivized to make clean parts for trucks. The aftermarket industry is huge, mm-hmm. is huge. Truck, It's huge because we're doing we're two yahoos right now talking on a podcast about diesel performance stuff trust me the industry is giant okay mm-hmm. and for them just to put another roadblock uh in it i think is ridiculous and i think that needs to be changed i agree man like that it's overall it's definitely like a simple like what's the goal here guys yeah like what's the goal like yeah. i almost feel like you're the or the diesel industry right now is the you gotta let me fly cap yeah. Like, you got to let me fly. But he's a peacock. He yeah. flies a little. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's, it's like, it, tell me what the goal is. Yeah? Okay. Cool. I'll figure it out. Yeah. Thanks. Like, yeah. I'll let you know I'm done. So, that was my <laughs> extremely long tangent <laughs> that started with someone not being able to replace a battery. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a good <laughs> so, one, man. Yeah. Uh, I got another one for you. All right. So, I just got my roof done yesterday. Congratulations. Yesterday. <laughs> a day. Yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, perfect it, timing too because it's rainy today. I know. <laughs> so. Um, but part of adulting because we talk about adulting on this podcast as well. Um, if you've been listening for a long time, you know me and my wife bought our first house in 2019, and it's at that time it was it was not in need of a roof, but it was definitely something on the radar. It's, it was built in 20 or uh, 2001, so it was probably about time for roof, anyways. Uh, but yeah, we ended up getting our roof done yesterday. I was pretty stoked on it. Um, this kind of goes back to the whole doing it yourself having skills knowing when to bow out yeah um budgeting timing all other kind of stuff and it basically came down to like i was dead set that i was gonna do the roof myself and it's not because like i'm ben i gotta do it i'm a man no you know it's it costs a lot of money (laughs) it costs a lot of money and you know i am all for budgeting and making sure that we're covered like we're trying to have another kid we want to get another house soon we're trying to build some wealth you know yeah. Build the American dream. I want my son to be able to piggyback on my successes because yeah. I got to leave stuff for him. Right. I want my grandson to be set up. Like, I'm trying to build this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it came down to, like, my, like, 
basically the price was too good. Yeah. And we, yeah. it helps that we have a friend that quartered us out. Well, it's nice when, because uh, like roofers, it's not like usually like one dude. No. <laughs> it's like a crew of people. <laughs> so that's, it is, and that's, that's literally what showed up. Because I sure as hell wasn't going to help you with that. No. Uh, <laughs> and if you follow me on Instagram, you, you probably saw the I'm story. Like, what's a like, roof? I don't yeah. know what a roof is. What? what? <laughs> and it was just it was just a reskin. We didn't have to replace any hard parts and like that, basically. And, hard uh, parts. Yeah, hard parts. <laughs> car talking, all right. <laughs> um, and so what it came down to was, and this is kind of cool the way it worked out. So we got a quote way way back in the day before prices of everything went through the roof, and that quote was getting ready to expire. But luckily, our our friend that quoted us out is our, our friend. And he was like, yeah, if you guys are trying to get this done, like I can still give you that like basically early, early, early 2020 price right now. But we basically got to get this thing on the books. Meow. And we were always kind of waiting, like maybe it'll break you know, more yeah. and get insurance for it or something like that. And it was yeah. like, F it. No, man, we've been saving for this thing for a while. Let's just make it happen. Yeah. And so we luck we lucked out and they were like, cool. You know, we paid basically half down. He's like, okay, are you guys loose on dates? And we basically gave him like two, two weeks. That was like not okay to do. He's like, okay, right now you're probably going to be in like late July. We're like, all right, cool. Late July works for us. Bitch. Yeah. Like, thanks, Ryan. Yeah. And he <laughs> called my wife uh, day before yesterday. Day for, yeah, day before yesterday. He's like, hey, so I had a, I have like a, a crew for a house like three times your size, but uh, the materials that we needed for the house didn't show up in time. Um, I've got the materials for your house. Um, I can have my crew come do it, but it's going to be tomorrow. But the good thing is my crew can basically get the entire thing done like in a day. Because normally a crew for so, that house is like two <laughs> day, like two guys and it might take them two days or something like that. But I've got yeah. a crew of like basically four or five, maybe six guys. Like we will have this thing done like before lunch basically. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, okay, well, what do we need to do? And he was, was, he was kind of like, uh, to be honest, there's already materials on top of your roof because I figured you'd say yes. So we'll be there at 7 a.m. tomorrow. <laughs> Like, perfect sick <laughs> keep it like his his mom works with like my wife like so it's like we all like know each other you know what yeah. i mean um roofers y'all are a different breed yeah like uh, uh, trades in general you guys do a lot of stuff that like the the work ethic in there is amazing but yeah. roofers you guys are a different cut of cloth altogether for like, sure i he was like we'll be there at seven starting to work on the roof and i'm like thinking to myself like damn you guys are gonna be here at seven like, like, like tearing stuff off the roof at like seven. I got neighbors. Yeah. Well, I, I, I don't give a shit about my neighbors. They're, they're happy I'm keeping my house up. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the the other thing there, I'm like, man, seven. And you think back to like all those jokes you see about like, I could replace my deck for cheaper. Cool. Well, meet me at Home Depot at five thirty so you can pick up materials. Well, I have work. Okay. Well, we'll do it on the weekend. But then you got to pay me overtime. Okay. Well, do you have tools? No. Well, you can rent them for me. Okay. And it's like and you start thinking like, wow, I should just pay a guy. Yeah. And you think to yourself, like, they're going to show up at my house to be able to start tearing stuff off at seven. That means dude is basically like has trailer driving to my house like before six. So I, damn, like, hell yeah, roofers. Like getting that shit done. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't mess cheers. And I, I should. It's hot up there. It's Even hot. Even on like a cooler day, it's hot up there. Yeah. You get there ain't no shade. Off. Yeah. Yeah. And you're bending over the whole time, and yeah. there's always the you know you might fall off the freaking roof. There's that, <laughs> <laughs> and and they'd back the trailer up, and by the time I left for work, half my roof was already skinned off. Like they were basically like already yeah. done with like taking shit down. Yeah. And I, I just I came home like they were already gone before my wife even came. I mean she comes way before me. Yeah. And I'm just I'm looking at there. I'm like, it's a good looking roof. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking it's at nice. my neighbors. Look at my neighbors. I'm like. <laughs> Like your roof looks shit. Plus, <laughs> yeah. we're gonna be over here, king of the castle, with my new roof. Because all of our houses were were born the same day. Our houses were basically on, the, on that yeah. little strip. Were born or like 
built uh, in the same time. And look at all my roof compared to all theirs. I'm like, <laughs> first one on the block with a new roof, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Youngins got it down because we are relatively the, the young ones on the block. Like my neighbor is old as hell. My other neighbor is old as hell. Like I, I mow their lawns for them, and they they bring me baked goods. Like I am that kind of neighbor. I love being that kind of neighbor. Yeah. Um, but that's just me. By the way, if if you have older people in your neighborhood, check on them. Give them your phone number. Yeah. Like they, I don't know why you wouldn't. First off, <laughs> yeah. But you you should like the. I don't care if you got a blue flag in front of your house or red flag. It's yeah. your neighborhood. Those are who you cohabitate with. Yeah. Like you, you just be a be a nice guy. Yeah. <laughs> be a good guy. Be a good family. Yeah. You got an old ass neighbor who you see like and you make you make casserole one night, make an extra one. Yeah. Make an extra half, bring it over to him. Yeah. Nice, I am yeah. I'm, I'm a huge proponent of being a good neighbor. Like that is absolutely important to me. All right. So with this coming out on the Thursday before 4th of July weekend. Yeah. Um I want to button this episode up with a quick segment, and I, this is probably never going to happen again unless we do another podcast before 4th of July or something like that. I don't know. Which, if we're doing it still next year, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got America's birthday coming up this weekend. Yeah. Um, I love July 4th. I've always loved July 4th. It's I got engaged on July 4th. I uh, One of the first times I, like, partied with my close friends and my wife was Dude, on I july 4th engaged on july 4th too <laughs> Dude, i didn't know that yeah we were at, we were boat camping i was it was on the bow of our boat when the fireworks were going off oh, that's good yeah that's good man yeah hell yeah maybe that's why we're like maybe i don't know man like, yeah. <laughs> but uh it's, it's the first time like my 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 girlfriend at the time now my wife came to like actually like have a weekend party house party sesh with my my boys and my my yeah. boys girls and their wives and stuff like that and uh that's where i learned that my wife is you know she, she's a patriot you know she yeah. she, <laughs> she loves this country she loves me she loves this country i love her we love this country that's yeah. how it rolls man um so four july is very important to me it always has been i hope it is to you too um i, I this is uh, i want to say it's a love it or leave it type situation but it's not you, you should be even if you're not proud of the moment, you at least need to have some respect for where you live and like cognizant of what's going on. Absolutely. Um, I mean, America by far is the best country to live. Uh, it, if it wasn't, then why are so many people trying to come here? I mean, that it just like, just like everybody in the country, everybody's got their flaws. Mm -hmm. And of course there's been some dark moments in this country's history that probably, you know, look, if, the people were still alive today would probably look back and probably not be that proud of mm. which is it's fine but we are the only country that works to fix those issues works to make it a better place for everybody mm -hmm. and I, and that and and you won't find that anywhere else so my question to you is yeah diesel related okay what is the most america diesel thing you've ever done experienced purchased fixed well I don't, it could be anything what's the the most like just goddamn american right now <clears throat> i don't know i i always uh i always feel like more i don't know why but i always feel more american when i'm like towing something like super big okay you totally stole mine because that's a hundred percent when i'm pulling weight on the same I'm, person <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what like, it's, it's uh, 
damn it. Sorry. Get out of my head. <laughs> Get out of my head, Tyler. No, I don't. I, I dug that. And uh, when I had my mega cab and we did the bumper to bumper pull, mm-hmm. pull off with a bubble rope. That was pretty. Mm-hmm. I felt American after that. I don't know. There's. N- yeah. Those. Are, yeah. So my, the, the the moment that I have ingrained in my mind that always brings me back to like. I never felt, and this is and living in California too. Like, just I've I feel like I am I'm an American man right now. Like, I yeah. the man card has been dropped in my wallet. It's red, <laughs> white, and blue. It's got an eagle on it. Yeah. That's me. I'm here. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. And it was I was working for Red Bull at the time. I had my red OBS, freaking patriotic truck. Period. I don't care what you say. Yeah. Red OBS. Hell yeah. Seven three extended cab, long bed. All right. And I was uh, towing one of the Red Bull trailers. Um, so towing. Okay. Yeah. And it, it was it was a relatively longer job, um, but uh, my wife at the time or girlfriend at the time uh, didn't have work at the moment, so she came with me on the job. And I got up ass early, got stuff loaded, swung by her house, picked her up, and we're just you know engines like we're, it's working hard, AC's on, got her in the middle seat next to me, Ooh. you know rolling, got the arm over the shoulder, towing. You know, back up. You know, when it came time to back up the trailer, right? Unloaded everything, got that stuff done, put more stuff in, strapped shit down, moved stuff around, yeah. dragged the trailer all around. You know, had to go up a dirt road. It was just this perfect. It was out in like Sonoma or something. I can't remember where it was, but just this. You know, going through. We went over bridges, went through the city. There's a dirt road. And yeah. I'm just I'm like, America. Yeah, I feel good right now. Like, yeah. This is like and. It it it, it, just, it sounds stupid, but it's American. Yeah, <laughs> like just being a man right just now. Just being you a know? man. Well, I I mean I get the I mean not only like just towing something heavy, but like even when I just like back up my trailer and it's like perfect, like one shot, mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh yeah, that's why I'm American. And so and here <laughs> and here's the thing with with. Uh, I'm gonna make a little. Gonna, I know that has nothing to do with yeah. being an American, being able to back yeah. up a trailer. There's plenty of people that can back up a trailer, but and this, is, this is part of being married too. And, and I don't mean to project on any ladies out there or project on any married couples because <laughs> some of them may not be like this. But I feel like, you know, for for those of us, you and I, yeah, that the normal, the things that are normal to us, may not be normal to other other dudes in the country or yeah. something like that, other husbands out there, and. And the specific example I'm thinking of, it's not limited to this, but like backing up a trailer. Yeah. I can back up a trailer. You can back up a trailer. You know, and while Cass or Lynette may not know that we are good at backing up trailers, it's not until they see someone fuck up backing up a trailer like five (laughs) times in a row. They're like, and they look at you like, why is he having such a hard time? Like, why? What's going on? And it's like, well, the setup at, is wrong, and he's turning the and, wheel in the wrong direction. Yeah, and, and <laughs> then and then they maybe that's when they grasp the yeah. fact that like, wow, my husband's never had to to double take a backup backing up our RV and our our driveway even yeah. when he first bought it. Like yeah. he just backed up and parked it and was fine. Yeah, how is that guy having issues? Like, yeah. what the hell? Yeah, and then in and I don't think they'll ever say it. But in my mind, I hope when I'm sitting there watching that guy just absolutely just screw up backing up a trailer and my wife's looking at him, I hope in her mind she's like, well, I'm not going to give him the satisfaction, but God damn, I love my husband. Yeah. That's, that's American right there. Yeah. He, yeah. It's awesome yeah. that uh, these are the things that uh, 
that we talk about. That's like, you know, it's so simple, but it's guess what? Stock market. Yeah. <laughs> Not no, us. Yeah. No, it's, I think I think it's cool because, I mean, there's people in other countries that trust me, they're not worrying about backing up a trailer. Like, <laughs> what's like, what a trailer today? Yeah. <laughs> am I going to die today? <laughs> like, that's their, <laughs> you know, this is why America is so great. Yeah. Even though we might be in some uh, some weird times, but uh, I think it gets amplified by these things, you know? Yeah. You know, social medias and all that kind of stuff. And that's why I am who I am. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I don't need no, I don't need none of that in my life. I mean, look at my, my background is American flag. I oh, love yeah. America. Um, space, space law. Space law. <laughs> Space loss is pretty cool. Tight, he's, tight. Tight. he's tight. <laughs> I do have a red, white, and blue bald eagle tattooed on me, though. So I mean, I can't be too mad about that. Always got it on me. Yeah. That being said, Tyler, um, it's been a, a great Fourth of July episode with you. Hell yeah. Um, I hope that we get to do another one because that would mean that the podcast has made it another year. Oh, um, we're doing it for sure. I will go ahead and say this right now. Uh, even though we are filming this on June 9th and this comes out on July 1st. You you can be very certain that there's going to be a massive 4th of July sale on parts over the weekend. Yeah, for um, sure. I don't know exactly who's going to be on it because obviously we're still a month out. But typically, and this is just for anybody out there, typically for diesel stuff or I would say things in general, but for automotive diesel stuff, 4th of July, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, those are the two big heavy hitters. Yes, there are other sales. We had a nice one for Memorial Day and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But when you're looking for those ones that have like the, holy moly, that's a discount. Yeah, like the 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 once in a year sort of pricing. Or that's I should it. Say twice in a year sort of pricing, but that's it. That's one of the that's one of them. <laughs> so I know this is coming out on Thursday, but if you're thinking about you know making that purchase, definitely check the website. And if you're looking on Diesel Power Products, which is us, the there's no discount codes. The cheapest price or the lowest cost price, the sale price is what you see on there. Yeah. If you have any questions, is like, how does the sale last for? How much is it? What does it exclude? What's on there? If you, on our website, on any portion of it, top right-hand side, there's a, a tab that says promotions. Click on that. It has all the information you need. Yep. And I will say this. If any other website's not doing that for you, you shouldn't be shopping there. Yeah. We can try and be as transparent as possible on that. Shameless plug because I love this place. Absolutely. That being said, Tyler. Good shop talk. Good shop talk. Woo! I don't even know what to call this episode aside from 1,776% of freedom. Ooh, I like that. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. That's all I got to say. I'm, I'm going to get way too patriotic, and I'm, I'm going to need another bar juice after that, and we're yeah. going to probably get demonetized <laughs> 10 times over if I do yeah. that, boys. So that being said, have a great 4th of July. Thanks for listening. <sighs> tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your mother. Tell your father. Tell everybody. Anybody who loves diesel trucks or just loves anything diesel shoot them over shoot them over our podcast let's keep those numbers going we're we're gonna be the top diesel podcast ever hell yeah whoa i just made a yeah <laughs> ah. those are big words but we're gonna fill them boys <laughs> let's do it have a great weekend we'll, we'll see, see you ya. next time be safe all the improvements to the show you are seeing and hearing are thanks to our epic sponsors like no limit fabrication Huge thank you to Mike and his crew down in Southern California for getting a bunch of carb certifications and making high-quality parts. New episodes come out every Thursday. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.